Hello, and welcome to Last Call, a new experiment of Tavern Keepers where we sit down and look at the stories of the week. So let's dive on in, and let's start off with Cyprus. Not good over there. The accounts over 100,000 euros got back. Like They essentially get to go to zero. Well, it didn't go to zero. They did protect some, but they only protected 37.5% of their investment when everything was said and done. So instead of a 10% haircut they started with and then went to 40%. Now they're at over 60% if you had over 100,000 euros. And Cyprus as a uh, banking haven is pretty much gone. Because who's ever going to want to deposit money there again knowing that it's going to be confiscated by the European Union? Well, people will deposit there again. And the reason that is that as things develop, you're going to see this happen in other countries. So as bad as Cyprus is, it's going to turn out to be like, oh, well, yeah, Cyprus was bad, and we took a 70% haircut. But, you know, Italy ain't doing so great, and they might actually be worse. So let's go back over to Cyprus. They got the money. And uh, I think we're going to start seeing a lot lot more conversion to to asset-based commodities like uh, uh, gold, silver, you know, the the litany of, of other things that hold value despite the currency. So uh, people will reinvest in Cyprus, but it's only going to be because everywhere else is worse. And worst is coming. Worse worse is spreading throughout Europe. It's this sort of it's sort of this undercurrent where the top of the lake is all nice and flat, but there's a current under there, and it's moving, and it's eventually going to come to the surface, and it's going to swallow the entire EU. Well, and when the EU gets swallowed up, yeah, when, yeah, when the, uh, <laughs> the big giant toilet swirl, <laughs> and when Europe, Europe goes down, it's going to be like dominoes, which is why we're starting to see Countries like China and Russia, India, uh, a new BRICS being formed, Australia. Australia, that are excluding the United States from its exchange rates because it's, they're trying to insulate themselves from what they see is coming. Right. Or just the next, you know, the, the mentality from what I understand is once the EU goes, the United States is next. Yeah. And the thing that the people are in our own government are redistributionists. And what people here in the United States don't seem to realize is that when they say they're redistributionists, they're national redistributionists. They want to take America's wealth and redistribute it to other places. Well, when you say national, I think a better word would be global. Global. Yeah, global. They are global redistributionists. And they're going to redistribute America's wealth to other places that don't have wealth rather than them creating their own wealth. And what winds up happening is dictators get all the money, the people remain poor, and the producers who they took it from originally uh, uh, are also poor. Everybody becomes equally poor. Well, just look at what did happen in Cyprus where the banks were closed for a good solid week, so the average person in Cyprus had no access to their stuff whatsoever. Oh, yeah. But if you were a... uh, Russian oligarch, billionaire, the banks in Russia were still open from the Cyprus banks. They were able to use some loopholes, pull some strings, and pull all their money out to the point that the uh, European Central Bank had to literally bring in five shipping containers of cash, 
so that there would be money there when Cyprus reopened, and now they're telling the people, well, you can only take out 300 euros uh, a day. You cannot leave the country with it. If you're outside of the country, you can only withdraw a certain amount. They're doing everything they can now just to keep the currency inside the country because of what's happening. Yeah, it's the the birthing of the the communist uh, manifesto. It's you know Marx said that you cannot create a communist society; it has to be born, and they're just going to be the facilitators. And among the things that you have to be as a facilitator, you have to follow these certain rules. And one of those is uh, the confiscation of all property that tries to leave your region. Now let's take a look at how a Texan becomes the Prime Minister of the Syrian rebels and his connections to the Muslim Brotherhood. Let's talk about uh, good old Ghassan Hito. How exactly does a guy go from being one of the leaders of CARE in Texas to the Prime Minister of the Syrian rebels? That's quite an interesting switch. Uh, evidently, he when all this started in Syria, he did move to Turkey to quote help out with the Syrian rebels, and now he is the prime minister. As I said, not only that, he has been given Syria's seat on the Arab League, which had been right. taken away from Syria, suspended back in 2011 for human rights violations. So he holds that, and this is a guy that, I mean, care and just in general is associated with the Muslim Brotherhood, so much so that the president of the Syrian rebels and the uh, head of their military, well, the president straight out quit, and the head of the the, uh, military for the Syrian rebels is refusing to recognize that he is the prime minister. So, uh, that's not good. Well, and this goes along with the statements um, about that story I was telling you about yesterday with the Jordan King, the, the King of Jordan, saying that what are you doing to the Obama administration? Because clearly this guy was tapped by somebody within the administration, I believe, A, but also I suspect within Egypt, um, you know, pro- possibly Morsi himself, um, to go over there oh. and sort of insert himself into this. And then when the Jordan King comes out um, in the story yesterday, and says that, you know, what are you guys doing? You're handing Syria over to the Muslim Brotherhood. I suspect, again, I don't, I, I'm not suggesting that Obama is a Muslim because, again, I go back to I believe he's an Obamist. Um, I believe his, his uh, full uh, everything is not in Allah, God, or anybody else. I think that everything revolves around him. But for whatever reason, he has sympathies to the Muslim Brotherhood, and that's something that we can obviously explore in the course of this dialogue. But by inserting this guy, they're creating concerns within the Syrian rebels. They're creating concerns within Jordan and other things. And everything seems to be aligning, going back to Benghazi and other things, with the Muslim Brotherhood. And our president is their patsy for whatever reason. Well, if you look at it now, we've got Egypt's working with Turkey. You've got Erdogan that is getting pretty buddy-buddy with the Egyptian Muslim Brotherhood. Uh this guy from Care has some connections with the Egyptian Muslim Brotherhood. Right. Yes, you have the King of Jordan coming out and saying, what are you doing? We're looking at a situation where you're going to have a uh, unification from Turkey down through Syria, 
uh, it'll sweep through Jordan because, well, it's already started. There's already been protests and all kinds of stuff in Jordan trying to bring down the king. Yep. And into Egypt. Can, can you say caliphate? Exactly. And, and the president, I go back to, I, I, I think our president, even just based on his some of his comments in, in, in Israel, which were kind of stunning, his naivete, he's being pushed around like a little toy by a cat. He, you know, he's just being batted back and forth by the Muslim Brotherhood. He is not the suave sort of international negotiator or intellectual that he believes himself to be. He's kind of a joke. Um, we're talking about well, the... He, he is and always has been a community organizer, which is an agitator. That's yeah. what he does. We've talked about that's probably why he goes on so many vacations is... He kind of tries to stay out of the office because it's just not his thing, never has been his thing. And you I don't can... think he knows how to be. I, I think it's beyond that and just not being his thing. I don't think he knows how to be a president. I think he hides. I think he is, again, what does Vladimir Putin do? However, I do believe Putin knows how to run a government, whether I like his, his ideology or not. I think Putin knows exactly what he's doing. I don't think Obama does, but I think he models himself after somebody like a Putin or Kim Jong-il or whatever, who there's a lot of photo ops. There's a lot of showing him out doing things. And that's what he believes the people want from their president is basically a, a photo a photo op president. Yeah, and you yeah. know that here soon we're going to have video of Putin shooting 22 uh, free throws in a row from the back of a killer whale. <laughs> and last but not least, let's look at some of the ridiculous ways that the federal government is spending your tax dollars. So you want to go over this government waste list? But yes, this list is pretty ridiculous if you look at it. Um, why are we paying to send people to the Super Bowl? Beyond it just being a really cool thing to go to. Well, even at that, why are we paying for it? And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't understand the whole mentality behind these things. And if they were looking for things to cut and sequester, I mean, clearly there's a list right here. Uh, I, this book vending machines, robot squirrels, well... All right, well, you got to admit, robot squirrels. Are, robot squirrels need to happen, and that needs to be a government program. <laughs> well, it, it, it could just be a uh, land-based version of the drones. I mean, they are making the drones to be like bees and birds and all kinds of stuff now. So, You know what they're going to be? What? They are going to be our new super warriors going in to attack North Korea. I, I can see that. They've yeah. been watching a few too many episodes of uh, uh, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers, but <laughs> I can see it. Actually, this is a program. It's like Disney corporate welfare. <laughs> well, we had the weaponized dolphins. And we had Disney trying to um, register Steel Team 6. You know, maybe this is something for, like, the animal lovers. Maybe it's the federal government trying to appease them. Maybe so. Maybe. Anyway, but, the, and, you know, I'm sorry. No, I just got to say that I uh, have to give them props that, well, hey, it's ridiculous that they had a Star Wars party, but they did keep the Star Wars party to only $365. I mean, if this had been Joe Biden doing it, that would have been at least a cool million. Oh, at least. Um, invitation list would have been, you know, plus 3000 so <laughs> Biden plus 3000 How does he have that entourage? I mean, who are these people that travel with him? Do um, we have, I'd like a breakdown of that, personally. 
it would be nice. I assume that at least 2,000 of them are minders that tell them to uh, stop talking. <laughs> Probably. Uh, and, they, and they don't do a very good job. I make my point that uh, if we're going to do this, White House tours uh, are too expensive. Let's just have Joe Biden do them. I mean, that would just that would just be the gift that we keep on giving. Right, and the improv there, because, you know, he would completely go off script. Because uh, as I understand it, the tour guides have to have a, a, a script. So, uh, and which would make sense, because you have to get the historical relevance and facts for each room and each piece of art or whatever that they, because I've never done a White House tour of you. Actually, I may have when I was 10 years old, but I don't remember. Ah. So, you know, there, there's that, but... Biden going off script doing a White House tour. Uh, yeah, I could totally see this. And moving on, we have uh, improper food stamp payments of only an extra $4.5 billion. I mean, that's, that's what a drop in the hat these days. You know, that's probably like the person that came in here trying to buy a laptop. That's probably those people. We're just subsidizing laptops through the food stamp program. And strip clubs. You know, the strippers need to eat, too. Oh, yeah. Moroccan pottery class, you know, there is just not enough national attention given to Moroccan pottery. Oh, well, it, even without this government waste list, because really this list, which you can find on tavernkeepers.com, um, only touched on just a very small few bit of items. I mean, there, there's going back to the lesbian research, which is seemingly rampant in within the federal government. Um and uh, touching again on Joe Biden parties, well, I, I guess they're just overnight hotel stays. Um, you know what it is with Biden? What He's like it? his own roving ra rave. He's just like this multinational roaming rave. You know, because you know raves, they, they good ones. You never know where they're going to be. You have to have the special invite, and they're all in different locations all over the place. Right. He's just a right. really high class, and you know Biden's either drunk or high. You listen to him speak. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. We have the last thing on the list, and you tell me, would you go see a uh, climate change musical? I don't know. Only, only if Al Gore were actually there. No, no, that's not true. What we need is somebody to play Al Gore. Play Al Gore doing what? The, the hockey stick graph for a musical rendition of The Earth Has a Fever. The Earth Has a Fever. I think there should be a song, obviously, because it's musical that goes with that. But I would love to hear Al Gore singing it or, you know, because there's nothing there's nothing more moving than an Al Gorean rant put to music. Although maybe they got the, the money to spend $10,000 on per bulb, per light, to light that stage. Many, many lights. You know what it is? They got a bunch of um, chimpanzees. Actually, they've got the robot squirrels in the back on bicycles generating the electricity. John, we figured it out. You got it. Oh, okay. And they better be careful or uh, the Kansas uh, police might write them thinking they're growing marijuana plants. Mm. Now, the real question is, are the robot squirrels on the pedal generators being powered by the electricity that they generate? No, I'm sure those are... Being, they have like cylinder panels on their back. Oh, they have cylinder panels yeah, on their to, backs. To power the robot squirrel who was on so the bicycle to carry the power for the theater for the climate change music. 
So they got solar panels at 10% efficiency with 2% transmission loss on their backs to generate electricity. Being powered by hydroponic lights. Being powered by hydroponic lights. It's really too bad you can't power a city on pot smoke because... Denver would be all set. Denver would be all set. <laughs> yes, they would. So is Seattle. Um, Mile high and energy independent. (laughs) But they wouldn't care. (laughs) Mile high city. I mean, and they canceled Twinkies, so so, that's got to be rough for them. Yeah, no Twinkies and plenty of pot. That's true. Well, they are bringing Twinkies back. Someone bought them, and they're bringing them back this summer. Yeah. So I, I... as I said before, I see a really good opportunity in Colorado, Washington, and in the future, California, to have uh, vending machines that sell both. I was going to say, we can transfer those book vending machines that didn't go over well into Twinkie vending machines for book, the pot smokers. Book vending machines? $5 a Twinkie. $5 a Twinkie. Don't vending machines put brick-and-mortar mom-and-pop small business bookstores out of business. Well, also, what the hell is the point in this day and age when um, you have, you know, downloads? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's the Dorley School of Business with that. Yeah. I, I wonder what puts more businesses out of business, book vending machines or ATMs? Actually, or just the federal government with all of their regulations. And <laughs> yeah, sure. That's I make right. this a serious conversation. I like the Star Wars party. That's pretty good. They, they kept it low. However, that's what we were talking about. As long as it wasn't a Biden party, because that would have been like $300 million. Yeah, that then might have been a couple zeros added to that. Oh, yeah. But that would really be like three nights hotel stay for him. Great opportunity. $5 Great opportunity for a new uh, Priceline commercial. Just got to get William Shatner and Biden together. You mean they're not the same person? That is true. I have never seen them together in the same room. I'm sorry, that's an insult to Shatner. I like Shatner. That's an insult to Shatner. (laughs) Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Please join us next time on Last Call. Check us out on the web at www.tavernkeepers.com or on Twitter at, at Tavern Keepers. Everybody have a great week.